0: Oh hi there! Didn't see you. Welcome back to the Split Screen Media podcast here on Saint Patrick's Day. This is episode twenty-two, and with us as always is my beautiful co-host Chris Blankenship. Hi everybody! <laughs> and with us again is our very good friend of the show Sebas. That this is turning into a Scottish accent.
1: I swear to God, I didn't steal your lucky charms. <laughs>
0: This is the worst intro ever. How are you doing tonight, man?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. I mean, that accent just made my night. I don't think it'd be better than this. <laughs> I like,
0: I, sometimes I feel like I can start really well with accents, and then they just crash and burn about halfway through because it changes. Like, it'll turn a little bit more, like, English, like kind of like the John Boyega, like, attack the block kind of thing.
1: Or, yeah, because, or- I mean, you can only mimic as much as you've heard, so it's it's hard to make up, like, like say words you haven't heard in that accent so yeah really exactly like, Synthesize that shit
0: like if i'm just going like oh that's oh you know <laughs> then it's fine yeah. but, but as soon as i have to start saying actual words it messes up uh so yeah in case you guys didn't get that from everything i just did it's saint patrick's day <laughs> so, <laughs> happy saint patrick's day everybody uh my first question how do you guys like to celebrate saint patrick's day because it's not really like you know besides getting super drunk it's not really a celebrated holiday in terms of like Putting up decorations and doing that kind of thing. So, what do you guys normally do?
2: I don't, I don't really celebrate it that much. Um, I mean, I've done like, like Irish car bombs in the past. Uh, I'm not into like the whole wearing green thing. Um, I tried Irish potatoes for the first time this year, which mm. are um, fucking amazing.
0: Aren't those just potatoes?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
1: uncultured. Oh my god.
2: No, they're like a coconut, like cream, cinnamon treat. They look like potatoes, but they're like. It's like coconut on the inside and then cinnamon on the outside.
0: Okay. See, so what about you? You just drink. I
1: just drink, but I always drink, so it's like it's, it's just, just Another Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, just another Wednesday.
2: <laughs> but but it's with green beer.
0: Right. No, exactly. I don't even have green beer. Just get some food coloring; you'll be good. Oh, yeah. I feel you like, like... I, I probably celebrate. I mean, I think you guys will be the judge of this, but I, I celebrate pretty traditionally. Like, you know, my my potato farmer famine ancestors did. But I listened to the Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly. And I drink a shamrock shake, you know, exactly like they did.
2: Yeah, exactly like they did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those thousands of years ago. I don't know how long it was.
2: <laughs> Connor, I, uh, I have to debate your shamrock shake because I went and I got a vanilla milkshake. And that is way better than the shamrock shake.
0: You know, this year. If you had told me that last year, I would have said, go fuck yourself. But <laughs> I had them, I had it again this year, and I kind of agree with you.
2: I've had like three or four this year, and I went and got a vanilla milkshake like this past weekend. And adding the shamrock flavor or whatever the fuck it is, when they pump that shit in there, ruins it.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a little too. The one I had last year, the peppermint was like pretty subtle. Like it was just a little bit of peppermint flavoring in there, but this is like the whole thing like it's it tastes like like a very like an even stronger version of like mint chocolate chip ice cream
1: so they just that's what they did they just fucking took a scoop of mint ice cream and just threw it in there mixed it up a little threw it in the microwave and said hey here you go
0: <laughs> threw in the microwave <laughs>
1: <laughs> i believe it
0: that's yeah, mcdonald's who knows what they do
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I did have like like fresh off the grill like hamburger and fries like the fries were like scalding hot and the burger was like super hot. That's like the best, like, kind of McDonald's.
0: Oh, yeah. It's piping yeah.
1: hot where you can't eat it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: I basically had the same thing. I got like the quarter pounder with the shamrock shake. Oh, my God. Delicious. I got the,
2: yeah, that's what I got was a quarter pounder with cheese.
0: I don't like when people like fuck on McDonald's. Like, they just shit on it the whole time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you're not better than McDonald's. I don't know. It makes me,
1: <laughs> I just don't like their fries. What really? What? No, nah, I don't. Wait, what it's... are your
0: favorite fries? Who <laughs> about to it? fight?
1: What are my favorite fries? If he says Wendy's, Ugh. Popeyes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Whole chat is silent. <laughs> you know I'm right.
0: <laughs> well, like, well, like Popeyes fries are good, but I would never put them like near the top. I don't think like they're fine.
1: I just I I remember them fondly as a kid. But that was because, like, I liked my, fri- I liked my fries super salty, and they met that, like, criteria. But now they're just, like, fucking – now that I had Popeye's fries, I'm like, I don't know, McDonald's.
0: You got to step it up. I feel like – I mean, uh, the best fries in the world are, I guess, checkers to you guys, rallies to me. Best fries. I was going to say,
2: Connor, we're unanimous on – we've talked about this before. Checkers is, has the best fries.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Checkers? I've never been to checkers. Dude, what? Rallies. Checkers rallies. We don't have rallies. We have checkers. But you've never been? No, I have one down the street, though.
0: That's unacceptable.
1: <laughs> it's
0: right down the street. Go after this podcast. Okay, here's what you need to do. You need to get you need to get a baconzilla, which is delicious, and then you That'd need you need, cool. trust me. Then you need to get the fries, and then you need to get a banana milkshake because their banana milkshakes are insane.
1: Checkers? I don't know, man. I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm welcomed at Checkers. <laughs> Why? You'll
2: be treated like know. family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the vibe is at checkers. What's the dress code?
0: I don't know. Drive through. It's, it's whatever you want. <laughs> go in your underwear. They don't care. All
1: right. I'll try it. I'll go right. <laughs> it now. really
2: depends. It really depends on the location. Because I've had, I found a checkers where like, the guy is like actually mean to me (laughs) and I've gone to one where like (laughs) I had had my dog in the car and they were like super nice to the dog so it's like I don't know
0: oh yeah your mileage might vary can I actually speaking of dress code stuff do you mind if I go off on like a quick thing real quick that I just thought was kind of interesting that I wanted to bring up Mm -hmm. so I I recently went in for um uh, like just a, a job interview and I I was right by my favorite comic book shop uh, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll step in there or whatever. And it was pretty, it was fine there, but there's also a video game store next to it that I usually go to when I go to the comic book shop. And I went in there and everyone, normally everyone in there is super nice, but today they were like being kind of weird with me and treating me like I didn't really know anything or like, you know, they like they felt like they need to over-explain, like mansplain everything to me. And I <laughs> the wondered. Ga- the are planning. They're planning, exactly. And <laughs> I was wondering if it was because I was like kind of dressed up. Like, I had, like, you know, a button-up shirt and a tie, and I had dress pants on. And I'm wondering if there's, like, a look that you need to have to go into stores like that to not get treated like you don't know anything.
2: Like, yeah, baggy sweatpants and, like, yeah. uh, shirts with holes? I don't know. No, exactly. Like, look, it's like,
1: look, it's, look at this it's, wannabe neck beard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, this guy doesn't know. He, doesn't, he dresses too nice to know about video games. But it, it was, like, a whole different vibe. And I was like, I wonder if that's actually a thing. Like, if you go into a a video game store or a comic book shop, like you need to dress a certain way to get that kind of respect back to you, I guess.
1: Uh, I think I could agree with that. I've I've been on the receiving end of that, especially at uh, comic book shops. I've walked in like post-gym workout just because like I want to see what they got. And then the comic book store near me has a really cool, like they have like this little glass case outside the store and it has like really cool limited edition art that you can buy. And I like to see like what they have, like what new that they, they have. And sometimes once I went after a workout, so I got this fucking tight shirt on, you know, to show off my fucking biceps because it was arm day. Hell yeah. And I got like exactly. I got running pants on and I walk in and they're just like looking at me all weird. Like I'm like, what? I can't fucking be healthy. I can't work out. I gotta like stay inside all day, read <laughs> comic books. <laughs> I'm like The problem is you were
0: wearing those clothes, but they could tell that you worked out. I wear those clothes and I'm just fat and sweaty.
1: And they were like, brother.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's on una- like I think it's kinda like unreasonable because if I went to a gym and I was wearing like jeans, like I expect some weird looks and some yeah. weird treatment. But yeah. if I go to a comic book shop,
0: like there's a dress code for that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree.
0: I think it's more of just like it's not it's not an official dress code but it's more like an understood thing that you kind of dress a certain way. Like you got like a graphic t-shirt with fucking Spider-Man on it or whatever, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah, what if you were what if you were like just coming off your job of like a office executive and that's how you dressed for work. Like CPAS was coming back from the gym, so like that's totally understandable.
0: Yeah, you I mean you have to go
2: home, change and then come back.
0: Yeah. I guess so and maybe you know some of this could have been in my head. Like I was just like, oh, people are looking weird. But like it did like when I – because I bought a game and it like – when I was at the register, it felt like he wasn't really giving me the kind of respect that like I would normally get. Not even, not even <laughs> – no, not that I deserve. But just like the general courtesy of being like, oh, this guy probably knows what he's talking about if he's in like a retro video game store um or at least he has some idea of what's going on. It was, just, it was just kind of a weird, like, I was like, maybe I do, if I ever have, to, if I'm dressed up, like, I just can't go in there. And it's funny, too, because I think comic book shops, the reason that they're dying is because they're, like, one of the least inviting places in the world, generally. Like, the people that are in there are kind of, depending on where you go, most places I've been to, like, the people are kind of rude and snobby, and they're like, oh, you don't know about this thing, or blah, blah, blah. That's why I love the store that I go to now, um, if you're in the area, local heroes. It's awesome.
1: There's but plenty that, of, there's plenty of reasons that our stores are dying. And I think it's definitely like what you said, how it's just like, so it's sometimes it's not inviting or sometimes it's just overwhelming to look at it. But I think also a big thing is they always pick the most inconvenient motherfucking locations. Like the one I go to, I have to walk into a strip mall, go through the backside, like behind a bicycle shop, and then it's right there. And I'm like, you wonder why you're going to any business. It's because nobody knows you're here.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and it's, I know a lot of people too. Even you said that you do this more so than buying like the physical version, but you get like the e reader version or like the, the Kindle, whatever. I don't yeah, know what I yeah, I just go online
1: <laughs> and like I just read it there. But if I really like a series or like a comic book line, I'll buy it. just to show my support because, like, or if I like the artist, I'll buy it.
0: That's half the reason I buy comics now, it's because, like, it's like you know issue 287, I've missed all the other ones. I'm not going to understand the story. I'm just like, oh, that art yeah. looks cool, and then I'll pick it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. But yeah, I just thought that was really funny. I've never had, I've never been, like, there's never been prejudice because I'm dressed up. Like, that's never happened before. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was really interesting. That,
2: that only happens at uh, game stores, comic book stores, and Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, i think you're right oh man all right well speaking of uh i don't know <laughs> nothing i guess but yes. i want to talk about the grammys <laughs> <laughs> so the grammys just happened it was an all online event um did you guys did any of you guys watch the live stream at all or did you just look at like who won
1: i didn't yeah. i have not either i didn't know who won and i haven't watched at all
0: yeah, so I saved like half of the awards for right now because I wanted to be surprised. So like some of them I kind of know, but a lot of them I don't because I wanted to go through the list. So Chris, are you ready I, for me to?
2: I think I know one because I saw a video of Tiffany Haddish reacting to when she, I'll save it, I'll okay. save it for when we get there. Uh, yeah, I'm cool to share. Just let me know. <clears throat> All
0: right. I'm going to share right now. All right, how's that look?
2: Uh, that looks like I need to fix it <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. well, while he does that. Uh, yeah. So the 2021 Grammy awards, there's a, you know, a bunch of people that were nominated. A lot of people were upset. It's a lot of controversy surrounding, uh, the weekend, how he wasn't nominated for anything, which I totally agree with, especially when you look at some of the nominees that are on this list, <laughs> like really they won or they were nominated and the weekend wasn't, um, some omissions in the rap category. I found were pretty blatant, Uh, but you know, overall it was, it's the Grammys. There's, (laughs) there's going to be a lot of that. So I think now would probably be a good time to just go through and sort of react to everything that's on here. So yeah, for record of the year, it was everything I wanted by Billie Eilish. Um, Everything else that's on, what do you guys think of that based on like what other songs were nominated for that category?
2: I didn't uh, even know Beyonce had an album this year. I didn't either. I feel like Doja Cat was pretty popular.
1: Record of the year, I would say.
0: I'm surprised.
2: Post Malone's "Circles" was pretty popular.
0: Yeah, I actually would have thought of all of the songs on here, it would probably like. I don't hate the Billie Eilish choice. I like Billie Eilish a lot. Um, Doja Cat, that song is good. The say so, don't start now. Do a leap, a great song. Listen circles post malone great song i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know, if I don't my... know.
1: That, that's a tough decision though I, I like all of those songs i mean i've never heard of the beyonce songs i don't know you know i don't really listen to beyonce like that but like i could see all of them winning so
0: i don't maybe not i like rockstar but i don't know if it deserves like record of the year nominee <laughs> yeah, oh, no, yeah i really yeah.
2: like i like rockstar I like the whole um album but it doesn't deserve record of the year um. Yeah, I think uh, either the Doja Cat one, Billie Eilish, or Post Malone. I think Savage was only really big on TikTok, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't even think it's a and that's song, the Beyonce remix, which is trash. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, interesting. I didn't even see that. Okay, so yeah, I mean that's fine, I guess. Um, this one, I I really don't like this choice at all. It's uh, for album of the year. Folklore by Taylor Swift is the one that won. Taylor um, Smith. <laughs>
2: did you see that? When like, the, she got the award, they called her Taylor Smith. Oh, did they really? Yeah, one of the, or maybe she was talking. It was an interview afterwards or something. called her Taylor Smith.
0: I remember there was one year. It was the year that uh, Daft Punk won for Random Access Memories. And Taylor Swift was also nominated for Red. And the person announcing went like that when they were about to and everyone on Taylor Swift's team like freaked out before they said it and then they were like random access memories <laughs> I,
2: I remember that I, I saw that recently maybe it was on the like when the Daft Punk news made its thing and I, I remember seeing that they like celebrated for like half a second it's kind of
0: funny yeah they all went like <gasps> like that and then I was like bitch you were not gonna win against Daft Punk. I like that album too. that's a great <laughs> album but come on come on Taylor Swift has been a part of a lot of those. I mean, I remember she she beat out, uh, um, to pimp a butterfly with 1989, which is an absolute like an absolutely ridiculous choice, <laughs> because again, 1989, great album, but you know, to pimp a butterfly is like the best rap album of the past 20 years, so it seemed ridiculous that you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into that again. <laughs> everything on here yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff i like i this album is great future nostalgia is great um i'll be honest i don't know any of these albums right here like these top five (laughs) don't either i would choose hollywood's bleeding yeah i'm between hollywood's bleeding and future nostalgia because future nostalgia is also a really really good album Uh, hollywood's
2: bleeding is that came out a long time ago
0: yeah, I thought that was 2019.
2: I saw I went to a Post Malone concert in October 2019 and he played <laughs> songs from it.
0: And why is this on here?
2: Yeah, I don't know why that's on there.
0: Cuz there were other stuff that like I mean Amines Limbo isn't on here. Uh what is it? Juice Ooh, World's Juice World's posthumous album isn't on here. And both of those are better than pretty much anything on here. Isn't
2: there like some rap categories?
0: Yeah, they're on later. Yeah, so I think we'll probably get to those. This is what is this? Song of the year. How is that different from record of the year? I don't know.
2: All right. Well <laughs> Well, everything I wanted didn't win this record uh this category. It's nominated but didn't win.
0: Yeah, it looks like I can't breathe. I don't know what that is,
2: I guess.
1: Wait, what one? I can't breathe by who the fuck is that?
2: I, I like how they like like it says the box up there and they listed all the rappers like names as if I know yeah. their names and not their stage names. Lawrence Dobson,
0: yeah. I'm guessing Roderick Moore is maybe Roddy Rich. I would assume, but yeah, the
1: box, yeah, yeah.
0: I think that would make sense. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of songs I just I didn't know came out. Or these all feel like maybe really old because, uh, you know, Hollywood's Bleeding isn't a new album anymore, so I don't know. Mm-mm. Um, let's go down here. I I By the way, I hate this category, Best New Artist, because none of these artists are, like, new. Uh,
1: I think Doja Cat's not new because... New, hot artist. Megan Thee Stallion's That's been around
0: a couple years, and she won.
1: Yeah, Megan's been around, too. data Cat had Moo. That was, like, two years ago
0: yeah this is a weird
2: one i mean i think megan the stallion is probably the most popular in this list
0: but yeah i I don't yeah i don't know what constitutes new phoebe bridger she's been around for a while i don't know it just seems strange to me this oh yeah this i hate this (laughs) the best pop solo performance there are so many like First of all, this is not a good song. It's catchy, but Watermelon Sugar is not a good song. And that's the one that won. And then Yummy by Justin Bieber is like the worst shit oh I've ever god, heard. Oh my god,
1: stop. That made me cringe.
2: <laughs> it's performance, not song.
1: Oh, performance, yeah. Oh, performance, okay. So it's like the overall live performance.
2: I guess.
0: Could he make, they- can anyone make this good? <laughs> I don't think they can. So, yeah, Watermelon Sugar one. I mean, Harry Styles is a talented guy. Maybe he did do a good rendition of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Best pop duo. Mm, yeah. Rain on Me, Lady Gaga. I don't really have a problem with that. I like that song. All these other songs kind
1: of suck. Yeah, that was, that looks like a clear winner to me.
0: Yeah. Actually, I haven't heard this one. I don't know. The Taylor Swift and Boney Vare song. I haven't heard that, but. Best traditional pop vocal album. Okay. I don't know any of these people. I guess Renee Zellweger for Judy, but yeah. James Taylor, sure. Um,
1: Hell yeah. I agree with that.
0: This one I'm okay with. Yeah. Best pop vocal album. Definitely. Future Nostalgia is definitely the best one on this list. I think. Maybe like. Lady Gaga is a close second. Even though I didn't like, I didn't
1: love that album. I like 10%. I never heard of those other songs. though. Yeah, same. I've listened to 10%. It's pretty groovy.
0: Oh, I like this one, My High, uh, the Disclosure and Amine song. That's a good one. Yeah, it just seems like not a lot of stuff came out, which makes sense. I mean, you know, as a pandemic, but. All right, we can skip that. Yeah, this is getting into like the shit no one cares about.
1: Yeah. We're not even a fourth of the way through this list.
2: I don't recognize uh, any of this, I don't think.
1: Yeah,
0: it's, it's sad that that's kind of like what Rock is now. It's like Haim and Fiona Apple. I'm like. I don't know if that's rock, but all right.
2: You're a metalhead, Connor.
0: I am not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like metal, but I don't follow any new stuff. Um, I don't know. Would Tool qualify for this year? If Post Malone <laughs> did, then I don't know. If they qualify and they weren't on here, then that's bullshit.
2: I I bet you if there's some stipulation like about how Post Malone released his album so that he could be nominated for a Grammy. Like, that's probably why he released it the time he did.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe it's like, oh, well, the vinyl came out in 2020 or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, like whatever, like small print.
0: That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. This one I am absolutely okay with. Uh, Which one? Uh, The Best Rock Album. It's the the new abnormal by the Strokes. This album is fucking fantastic, and I'm actually surprised it wasn't nominated for album of the year.
1: Uh,
2: I don't. Uh, yeah, R and B.
0: Ooh. Yeah, Black Parade, Beyonce. Again, I haven't heard the song, and it's kind of everywhere. Neither. Um. Yeah. Traditional. Yeah. No. Okay, and yeah, don't really know any of this. Heard this is good. Haven't listened to it. <laughs> We're kind of getting into the obscure shit. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay, Best rap performance.
2: Can you tell what categories we like? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't believe Savage won of everything in here. <laughs> it's Out of best, best rap performance? Best rap performance. Yeah, it's Savage that won. There's like... Bob is in here. What's popping? Uh, Dior, which I I actually really like that song a lot. Um,
1: it's about performance, though, right? So like, I yes, assume see, performance is like live, like the choreography of like the whole thing.
0: I think I think the performance is just like a substitute I, for song. I don't know if it has to be a live performance or not.
2: I'd almost argue that. I mean, I haven't again, I haven't seen the performances, but there's like a, an actual choreography for Bob. And like he has dancers and stuff, at yeah, least in the music true. video and stuff.
0: That's true.
2: Would they take some little TikTok dance and perform into Savage and win a fucking Grammy?
0: Yes. Sorry, I'm a little salty <laughs> about this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything okay? Do you need to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Best melodic rap. This is the only one I haven't heard on here.
1: Well, yeah, I haven't heard it. I, I know Anderson Pack, Like, I agree with. I like all of the music, but I haven't heard lockdown to be honest.
0: Yeah. Of all of these, I'd probably give it to I'd probably give it to highest in the room.
2: This is performance. Travis Scott's always like amazing on stage. So I yeah. probably agree with that.
0: I'm gonna say for the for these, I'm just gonna say like songs in general. Like if they're doing performance, I just wanted to say like which song of this category I think would probably be the best for me. And it would probably be this one.
2: Is not highest in the room also? Twenty nineteen.
0: It is. I'm looking it up right now. I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So this is just best rap song, and this was Savage. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. First, I, I guess. Well,
1: so I didn't even.
0: Was... I didn't know Nas put out an album. <laughs>
1: Oh, Country. Here we go. Oh, We're yeah. Here we world.
2: go. With. Oh, Country. I don't even listen to New Country anymore.
0: <laughs> I don't know any of these people. Like, maybe her, but that's kind of it.
2: Eric Church isn't too bad. Um,
0: all right, let's see what else. We're going to scroll just skip all of it. Yeah. Jazz. Is this jazz album? Are these even televised? Do they <laughs> the... I don't know. <laughs> All right, jazz, jazz, jazz. Um,
2: gospel, Christian,
0: gospel performance. All right, I, I'm gonna stop screen sharing. I think we've go yeah,
2: go yeah. to go to uh, comedy album. See if you can find that one.
0: Okay.
1: Ooh, Latin, Latin, American roots, American uh, reggae, global children's
2: book, comedy, comedy. Um, Tiffany Haddish won this one, and I saw a video. Oh, Bill Burr was up there, too.
1: What? For Paper Tiger. All right,
2: now nah, I'm mad. <laughs> I actually haven't listened to it.
0: She won over all... Oh, my God. Every single... I, I haven't seen this one. Yeah. All of these others right here are better than this. I would I Jim Gaffigan or Bill Burr.
2: I was thinking about this. I don't really find Seinfeld funny. I also don't find Jim Gaffigan that funny. He used really? to be funny to me, but...
0: I love Jim Gaffigan. I thought this one was kind of a return to form. But
2: this special okay. is
0: amazing. Paper Tiger is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I love it. Anyway. Everything. And Oswald is also great. Even though it's a little older. Again, I don't know how it's – all of these are qualifying, but
2: that's the, Um I don't know. Tiffany Haddish was uh, – like she was with like some kids, and she like found out she won the Grammy. And it was like kind of a, a nice – you should go look it up and listen to it sometime. It was like a nice little thing she said about like women of color because it women of color hasn't won this – grammy since Woody goldberg 1986 i think she said yeah but, but it's Wolf like
1: goldberg is
0: funny
2: i don't find tiffany hatch that funny either don't either um
0: no I'm, I'm happy for her though i mean that's really cool i'm glad that she is able to win this award i don't think it was very deserved based on the competition
2: no I'm, I'm glad she won i think i i don't think i've seen the bill burr one so i think i would want to listen to that but oh, you
0: definitely it's really like it's super funny.
2: She's definitely not the worst year, but not the best.
0: <laughs> it's weird because this one, this one, I think, came out the same year as the most recent Dave Chappelle one. And if that's the case and that's not on here, then that's like that's fucking terrible because he should. Yeah, his was above all of these.
2: Yeah. You right, like yeah. The musical ones. Wow, the oh, this this theater album.
0: Yeah, it's it, All of these are so old, like Little Shop of Horrors, Prince of Egypt. They just do the same thing over and over. Composing, arranging, package. All right, yeah, we're good. I, am I good to stop okay. sharing, Chris?
2: Yeah, that's the only other one I wanted to mention. Okay. Oh, I need to uh need to switch it. There we go.
0: Yeah. So I mean. Typical year for the Grammys, I guess they, you know, I, I'm, I'm more excited to see what happened. I'm always more excited to see what happens with the Oscars. Cause I feel like it's, you know, even though it's still all bought, it feels a little more authentic to me. Um, None of
2: them feel authentic yeah, in any sort. I, of yeah. <laughs> I don't feel
1: either.
0: No, no more authentic, not authentic, more. Authentic. Oh yeah. <laughs> None yeah, of them sure. are authentic. I totally agree. I also, I really enjoyed the past, I think it's like past two years of the Oscars that haven't had a host um, because it's literally, it's just awards. That's all like some, like some celebrity will come out. They'll be like, Hey, here's the award for this fucking thing. And that's it. There's no Jimmy Kimmel doing stupid shit, interrupting the show every 20 minutes. Um, everything just flows so much better.
2: The only one I could argue is what you need. The extra shit is like at the Grammys, you can have musical performances because that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, but I don't think any of these need a host anymore,
2: oh yeah, host no, you could even show like short films or like not a short like a full short film but like a like an animated short or something at the Oscars too if you wanted
0: yeah I for a lot of those, I think they could do that because you know like the animated short categories short film categories they're not any more than like seven minutes, and that whole show is already like three and a half hours long, so I you know you cut some of the fat out of there where it's like amy poehler and tina fey going whoa then you know you might be able to (laughs) i love i love both of them i'm not (laughs) yeah amy poehler is like one of the leading voices in comedy she's amazing but i would much rather watch the films that are being you know nominated than just sit through that shit again
2: yeah they could even show trailers for they probably already do this but show trailers for new films
0: yeah they definitely they do that a little bit um they do. And they
1: they I always ever remember
0: that. Sometimes they'll show like new shit coming out, like hey next year in movies or something, and it'll be like a little section. Um, they'll do the in memoriam again. Chadwick Boseman's gonna have a huge thing, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, last year people were clapping during the in memoriam for people. I'm like that's not cool. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like supposed to be a moment of silence. Oh, yeah. Moment of silence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Billie
0: Eilish was singing uh, yesterday, I think. And it was actually a really beautiful rendition of that song. And then people like when their favorite person who died came up, they were like, <laughs> <laughs> He
1: Earned it. He earned that death. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, no one's ever done that in the history of Oscars. That's super like disrespectful. But, you yeah, know, whatever. I need to watch. I was going to actually, for this week, I wanted to talk about the Oscars, but I've seen none of the movies. So I wanted to like watch more of them before we kind of get into it and discuss everything.
2: I think the only one I've watched was Nomadland. Yeah. But we can I'm, discuss that later. I'm what definitely going to watch it.
1: And then Sound so of Metal I
2: saw. Sound of Metal is the one I need to see. You watch Nomadland, I'll watch Sound of Metal. We'll come together, we'll talk about them.
0: We'll discuss, yeah. <laughs> you did you, you said it was kind of... Medium, right? Nomad Land, like it was just kind of okay. It was, it was like
2: above average, I think. It wasn't like 10 out of 10. Okay. But it was pretty good. What it's not the a metal up there
0: for me. It was like an 8 out of 10, probably. It was really good. I think I
2: gave us like a 7 out of 10. It's definitely above average, but it's not like top of my list. Gotcha. So um, you're
0: telling me it's worse than WandaVision. <laughs>
2: Eh, close. I think WandaVision a little better.
0: Okay, interesting. Which
2: is right. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty.
0: You want to watch it too much, but yeah. You know.
2: <laughs> well, you remember yours is. I think I think you'll like it better than you liked WandaVision.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
2: They had a lot of like actual like nomad people like, in the, like filming of it. Like, there's not like a lot of actors in it that aren't, that are that's actually Hollywood. Yeah
0: like Francis McDermott cool. and then real homeless people, basically. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much.
2: Well, apparently she lived in a van through the whole filming of it, too. Oh, really? Like she literally lived with them. Yeah.
0: I've always kind of wanted to do that.
2: Dude, I wish I could just, like, buy an RV and just, like, go somewhere or a van or something. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. That'd be kind of
2: sick. It, watch the movie. There's definitely some things that suck about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. not as glamorous this movie does not paint it glamorously at all
0: that's the, that's the one thing like I would need an r v for is like just bathroom stuff like I don't yeah. want to be pooping in a corner in my car.
2: I sent you that snapchat she fit her van up
0: <laughs> yeah, bro, i would i would I would poop outside before I poop in the van where i sleep <laughs> it's not it's not yeah.
2: spoilers so I'll tell you, but there's like a part where she uses the bathroom and the subtitles literally just
0: said defecating. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like they assume that the deaf people couldn't figure it out. Like they had to wait to see that before they're like, "Oh shit!" (laughs) Yeah. Like you see your bucko on the toilet, like they could
2: figure it out. You don't have to tell them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love subtitles that are like overly descriptive. I think they're so funny.
1: That's their job. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're deaf, I mean, you're not going to get that same experience. So you gotta experience it through the words
0: i wonder how deaf people do horror movies because 99 percent of horror movies is just sound like scary sounds so i wonder if it's like something jumps out they don't react but then below the screen it says like loud noise and they go oh
1: shit <laughs> i don't think so connor i think it's all about the visual scares for them
2: they do they do do like the musical notes in the subtitle so you know it's a song that's playing
1: mm. okay Yeah, those are are helpful because like
0: it kind of, you know, I mean, I guess if you've never heard the song, then it still isn't very helpful. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. (laughs) It'd be like sad song playing now or something. Sometimes they do that. They'll describe what kind of song it is, which is cool. We had those at the theater I worked at and they never, they broke all the time. They were like, it was a cool idea. It was like glasses that you put on your face and then you can see subtitles on the bottom of them. So as you're watching, it would be like wherever you look, you would still see subtitles for the movie. Um, And it was really cool technology. They were just shitty and broke all the time.
2: I hate – it's the same reason I don't like seeing 3D films. Another pair of – I wear glasses when I go to the movies because I can't see shit. Yeah, Another pair of glasses either means I have to wear two pairs of glasses, which is super uncomfortable, or I have to take my glasses that I'm using to watch the movie off (laughs) so you can put another pair on. No, I I totally
1: agree with
0: that. No, the smudging is the worst, too, because you get smudges on both, and then the whole movie is just blurry, and I'm like, this is not (laughs) worth it at all.
1: Yeah.
2: I actively, like, do not go and see 3D movies.
0: Yeah, same. Yeah. Although, apparently, 3D movies have gotten way better because it's not really – 3D movies aren't about, like, oh, you can touch it coming out of the screen. It's more like a depth of field thing. So you mm-hmm. get, you get more of a perspective of like where things are in the scene. And I'm like, that's actually pretty cool technology. I'm still not going to fucking go, but, yeah. <laughs> but- I,
2: I just had like a million dollar idea. I think what if you had oh. like, like you could clip on, like onto like, like right here, like a, like a, like, you know what I mean? Like an attachment on your pair of glasses. So like that the just sunglasses hangs. all people wear, like you just, yes, like that. But for 3d movies,
0: it's a great idea. Are we gonna patent little... this before
2: this airs? Oh, <laughs> we are canceling <yeah>. the <laughs> podcast. We're going all in on
1: this. <laughs> I don't think I think the reason why they don't do shit like that though is because of the cost. You have to you have to buy plastic instead of paper. And then also it's disposable, so you can't reuse them. And it's such a niche crowd. Well, it's not a niche crowd to, to us, but to them it's probably a niche crowd.
2: Don't they hand out three D glasses with every movie ticket for a three D movie?
1: Yeah,
0: and those are plastic. If you just
2: got in good with the movie theater, you could just sell them to them. I'm saying way too much for this to air.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, well, it would also be, it would be like, because the 3D glasses are free with the ticket, but with these, it would be like, you go to the front and you buy them for five bucks, and then you can, you know, reuse them. You can like come back and you still the same ones and the ticket will be a little cheaper. But the thing is that everybody's going to lose them. So you're going to have to like keep buying them anyway. So it makes a ton of money. Yeah. Well, people I, throw away their yeah.
1: glasses anyways after the movie's done.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they I'm throw like, away their like,
1: real glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no that's true. Shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, you could just sell them on Amazon, I guess, because then you like if people are getting glasses anyway from the movie theater, you know.
1: Yeah, BYOG. When I guess it would
2: also be beneficial to sell them in the movie theater because that's where people are going to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. We have some great ideas for when they reopen. I'm very excited. <laughs> gotta pitch all this shit. Um all I'm gonna right, save
2: yeah. my AMC stock somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not doing as well as GameStop.
2: No, I'm kidding. I don't have any of those.
0: I don't AMC was shooting up for a while, but I I don't really know what happened to it after that. It was at like maybe twenty bucks from like the two dollars it was at before, but what was the I already forgot the what was the second thing we were gonna talk about?
2: <laughs> uh Scorsese and Marvel.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of an old story. Um, but it was something that Chris and I were talking about before, and I thought it would be just an interesting thing to bring up on the podcast. For and you know, some people might not know about it, but basically they're a bunch of older directors, um, very seasoned directors, well respected, but you know, older and maybe not as, uh, hip with current movie trends or whatever. Uh, I'm giving away my opinion too early, but
2: <laughs> it's, uh, it's Martin Scorsese, Francis Ford Coppola and Steven Spielberg.
0: Yeah. The, so big the, three, ones. the three of them to varying degrees have all sort of, uh, distanced themselves from the Marvel movies. Uh, some saying that they're not real cinema. This is most of this is coming from, uh, Martin Scorsese, but like, he calls them uh, theme park rides, amusement park rides instead of actual films. Um, he, and, and some of his points I agree with. He's, he's talking about how a lot of the indie movies, a lot of smaller films, there's just no room for them anymore because the, the summer blockbuster superhero films or whatever it is, whatever AAA movies coming out, takes up the entire theater. So like your independent film gets like the shitty theater all the way in the back. And there's just – there's literally and figuratively no room for these independent filmmakers to have a voice. And I can understand his frustration with that, but I don't necessarily agree with his statements about the Marvel movies in general. But I'm curious, like what do you guys think about that? I know we're all probably relatively you know, big fans of the MCU. We like it at the very least. Um, so do you agree with him or what do you think?
2: I think – not really. I mean I think – like I'm, I'm going to talk strictly about – pushing the indie movies out real quick for a second. Um, I mean, indie movies can be streamed. I mean, there's infinite amount of theater space on Amazon Prime Video or Hulu or whatever, you know? I don't know. I guess it's, uh, it's up to you to kind of find those movies. I don't know. But I, I do understand that they make more money in the theaters. But all movies are designed to make money and they're kind of in competition with each other. And like Disney is like making the Marvel movies to make as much money as possible. And they've clearly found the formula to do it.
0: I, I couldn't agree more with that sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you bring up an interesting point because, you know, it's not, it's not our job to make sure that those movies do well. The the, the good stuff floats to the top. If you have an interesting idea or something creative Generally speaking, it will do well. I mean, Parasite is the perfect the perfect example of that. It should never have done well outside of South Korea, like it, it's. But it has Western sensibilities and it tells an amazing story. So people are going to, you know, find it, go see it, and then it won Best Picture. So I, I think there's some validity to what he's saying. I mean, having worked in a movie theater, whenever those Avengers or, or any sort of superhero movie comes out, it takes up like eight of the nine theaters. <laughs> like that's the only literally the only showings that we would have in that theater were those movies so it does make it harder in that sense but i I think the digital storefront which you brought up is interesting too because you can find those movies but Bass, what do you what do you think about all this
1: uh well i mostly agree with you guys but like i guess in his defense he is talking about like the art behind it you know where it's like in his eyes cinema is like a way to express like yourself and your ideas and like put it on a screen for like to share with people so in that sense he's just trying to defend that aspect but uh yeah I mean at the end of the day no matter how creative you are at the end of the day, you have to pitch it to like a big producer or a big studio for them to do it and they're not going to look at it as it's like this is gonna change the world. It's like the most artistic shit I've ever seen. They're gonna be like, hey, this is an interesting idea. We agree with your vision and we think it will make a lot of money. All they care about is the money in the end. That's what Marvel movies bring to the table is that they are an amusement park ride, but they're also movies. And the reason why people love them is because they feel like a amusement park ride. And they have good stories to back it up and it's always going to be a good time, even if it's a shitty Marvel movie. And it's always going to make money because of its namesake and how they started it out. And like their big like, you know, their big uh, hop on Thomas the Take Engine, Iron Man. You know? Like that did well. It was a good movie by itself. And that just launched their franchise. If that didn't do good, then Marvel probably wouldn't be as big as it is today.
2: I feel like they can't really say stuff about the money when I know for a fact, at least Francis Ford Coppola, like several of them took on movies just to make enough money to do this other production that they had planned.
1: Oh yeah, so no, they can't sure.
2: really say that. You know,
1: oh, yeah, they, yeah. you know,
2: you know and, and Disney's all about the money. We know that. Like Marvel makes a ton. They cater and market to make that money. These directors did the same thing.
1: Yeah, they they have to. They you have didn't. Sell
2: make, out. You just didn't make a fucking yeah, yeah. Marvel level movie. Yeah. Well, some of them did, but yeah.
0: I mean, Spielberg is really the only one in that group that I could say has sort of blurred the line between indie film sensibilities and triple A blockbuster events that you know happened during the summer. I, I think he's. He's really sort of mastered that. I mean, look at you. Look at any movie from his back catalog, and it's it's insane how much money those movies make. But they also tell very human stories. And I think Scorsese's problem is that, it, it, to me, it almost feels like he watched Captain Marvel, and that's what he thought all Mar- Marvel movies were like. He's like, <laughs> he's like, God, this is soulless, and you know, it feels like a, a corporate shell of a movie. There's no ideas. Like, there's barely a story. And for a lot, and I would never deny that a lot of Marvel properties are like that. There's a lot of MCU movies that are like, we're gonna make a quick buck off of this. We know that people like it when we say the name Black Widow, and we're Whoa! gonna put her in this movie. Yeah. yeah, it's people. It's the people that clap in movie theaters. The people I fucking hate. Um, but I don't know. I, I I think on the other side of that, there's also a ton of Marvel movies with a lot of heart and a lot of emotion. Um, you look at. Anything like uh, Black Panther, um, Winter Soldier, Far From Home, like you know, if you really look at Guardians of the Galaxy One for sure, holy shit, that movie's a roller coaster. Um, it's like really, a fun. roller
2: coaster and a theme park.
0: A roller coaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Point proven. <laughs> do it all along. You can't but deny they're all,
0: it. They're all CGI shit shows. It's if it's as long, and I'm fine with that. As long, and maybe that's his biggest problem. But as long as there's a, a, a heart to it. As long as there's a good story that can be emotionally resonant, uh, then I- I'm totally fine with that. And part of me thinks that he does kind of have a point where a lot of these directors probably won't get the projects that they want because they're like, well, what about the superhero shit? Like Everybody loves that. But the other part of me is like you're old <laughs> and your sensibilities. <laughs> not that, not that, that it's a bad thing. You can be old. That's fine. I'm not, I don't hate old people. But there's sensibilities for what makes a movie a movie can be very different because in their day you, you put the movie out everybody saw it in theaters If you didn't see it in theaters you didn't get to see it again ever or it took fucking years for it to come out on some sort of portable platform that you could take home so the movie theaters were a much more important experience so they're like oh look at these shitty marvel movies taking up and they come out two weeks later on dvd you know whatever so i can get that but at the same time you need to embrace that to a certain extent. And Scorsese is kind of a hypocrite because he put Irishman on Netflix.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think part of the problem is they just don't like them. Like I can understand like a lot of the story stuff in Marvel is surface level. Like you said, there were a couple you said that, um, that aren't as so much. There are like CGI shit shows, like you said, um, you know there's a lot of problems with them but that's what they don't like about them it's still a movie you know oh yeah like there's still a score and a soundtrack and production and actors and you know film that goes into it and story writing all that stuff. it's it's a fucking movie <laughs> to say it's not is kind of ridiculous to me well, you can just same... hate all those parts about it but it's still a movie
1: it's the same argument as like as like book reader, readers you know it's like oh you read comic books those are real books those are just pictures it's like uh, i guess that's your opinion but it's still it's a book it's just a different sold in bookstores
0: book. aren't they yeah
2: that's yeah. a that's a that's a really good analogy
1: yeah it's, a, it's like the same thing it's just because i don't have like a compelling story and i have pictures doesn't mean that this isn't a book like sorry i sell my story yeah. in the span of 18 comic books while you tell your story in one book but like it's like the same thing it's just a different version of something else and you just gotta accept that
0: yeah i think they think the world is this perfectly carved place for them where everything that goes through their eyes has to be exactly for them and that's just not how it is there's so much shit out there that is amazing there's like the best french silent film in the world somewhere out there I'll never see it because I don't care. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't exist or that it isn't art. <laughs> that's, that's I think, the biggest takeaway from this is that everybody, you know, he's he's entitled to his opinion, and that's fine. He's clearly earned it, you know, with his years and years of, all of them, incredible films. But I don't know. To shit on something because you don't understand it seems a little bit strange
1: to me. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think that's uh That topic's beaten to the ground.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not saying anything new that anyone else hasn't said, but uh, I don't know. It can be disappointing to hear from people who you really respect in the industry, especially Steven Spielberg, like him of all people, especially after he put out like that shit, like Ready Player One, which is fucking garbage. And I'm like, you're the one who's going to complain about the Marvel movies. You just made this trash ass film. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I get, I get why they're trying to like, Gatekeep it, but don't. <laughs> yeah, stop. yeah,
0: stop doing that.
2: <laughs> the Untouchables is a really good um, French film, by the way. Oh, yeah. Is that, a, is that one... a silent film? Oh, did you say silent film?
0: I said, Yeah, I said silent French oh, film. <laughs> oh, it's
2: not. No, it's not a silent film.
0: No, French films are fine. I, I don't particularly love silent film unless it's like Buster Keaton. But uh <laughs> I love the like the general. Oh, that's my shit. Um, but yeah, I think well, speaking, I guess we can kind of take the transition here, speaking of movies that are coming more to uh streaming services instead of theaters, all that good stuff. Uh, they're they just announced from Disney Plus that they're gonna be putting a lot of non canon Star Wars uh films and TV shows onto Disney Plus, which includes I think it's it's the ewok series and then the star wars ewok films which i've never seen but are basically in the same vein as the the holiday special like that same level of quality <laughs> quality uh, <laughs> and then also the holiday special is going to be coming to disney plus and then one of my favorite things in the world which chris and i just talked about a couple episodes back but um 2d uh, Gendy tartakovsky's clone wars which is like the best star wars thing ever and i'm so excited to watch it again
2: we can uh, we can legally go tell them where to watch it now
0: <laughs> yeah watch it on disney plus <laughs> don't stream it on youtube or whatever <laughs> <laughs> the the most exciting thing about this for me is not only that they're going to put it on there they might put it on there in some kind of uh hd remaster like they might try and you know, do a 1080 uh redo of some of the animations whatever but also the idea that if people like this enough because Disney can see the analytics for how many people watch it um if people like it enough then that means maybe Tartakovsky would get another run at a different era in Star Wars doing a, a similar show to that which would be fucking awesome I would absolutely love that
2: yeah or they just, do you want it just... as a sh- oh, what would you want it
1: as a show or a movie
0: I don't care. More of that style. I want
1: anything. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I don't think I don't think they'd give him Star Wars again though. As much as it pains me to say, I feel like they're gonna like they'll see that and they're like, oh, this guy's good. So, let's stick him on uh, like Princess Battle Royale or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna make the assumption that Disney has any idea what they're doing with Star Wars. Uh, yeah, they could
2: throw some other, you know overworked underpaid animator on that project <laughs> give yeah. us give us animated give us uh, star wars in that style
0: well it's interesting because they are coming out with a star wars anime but there are no details about it at all all they said was that it's called i don't even remember what it's called but it
1: star wars <laughs> that's what it's called
0: right
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep that's it
0: that's thank incredible. you I <laughs> but i'm wondering if uh she's <laughs> <Jesus> christ <laughs> i'm wondering if maybe there that could be another tartakovsky thing and they're just testing the waters with 2d clone wars like oh how much mo- even though it's not canon how much do people like this and then we maybe we can you know make a new one who knows who knows
1: I'd be personally happy if they, they did do that. Um, also, I don't know why they're acting like this is the first non-canon Star Wars they put on Disney Plus when they have episode 7 through 9.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> Dude, give it like two years,
2: that shit's gonna be gone. They've already had discussions about it, right?
0: They have. Yeah, they've talked so. about uh, yeah. the Mandalorian moving into that era. Like the show, maybe doing a time jump into that era. And that would become the new sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, fucking fine. I don't care. (laughs) Yep.
2: (laughs) Well, I was just just thinking, like, these movies came out, like, over the past, I don't know, four or five years. Like, and you're already talking about not making a canon? Yikes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They know they fucked up. I mean, I'm not going to say to their credit, but to their basic human intelligence they can understand that they fucked up with these movies um and i still you know i i like seven i think seven is a fun yeah
1: seven film. was a solid movie
0: yeah and it, and it was a great stepping stone for better things it's just unfortunately the stairs cracked and broke and everyone died Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no and that's what we got what's the eight and nine but I, you know, the the idea of them bringing in this non-canon stuff, the idea too of Lucas Arts, uh, Lucas Arts games coming back, maybe they can remake all the old non-canon Star Wars games. Like, it's exciting stuff. I, I, you know, I, for the first time in years, I feel semi-confident about the future of Star Wars.
2: Which and, I if, should, and what?
0: I was going to say it's a bold statement. I probably shouldn't have said out <laughs> yeah. loud.
2: What were you saying? Yeah, you, you just jinxed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if the future is bleak, then you can always look back, play some of the old games, yeah. Watch some of the old stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. And showing new people like like showing you two D Clone Wars, and then you coming to me, and being like, "Dude, holy shit, that was fucking awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> like that feels so good. Exposing people to that side of Star Wars that they might not have seen before, because that's like some of the best shit out there.
2: I just need to just watch episode nine and come back and be like, dude, that was such fucking garbage.
0: <laughs> <I> forgot <laughs> you haven't seen it yet.
2: Yeah. It's oh. not, it's not like I'm racing to the, you know, Disney plus to watch it.
1: Yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> you can, you can, you can keep those two hours of your life. There, I'll say
0: unlike last Jedi, I think rise of Skywalker has parts that are good. Like tiny parts, but parts. Where you're like, oh, that's a cool idea, or oh, I see what they were going for with that scene or that moment, that character moment. But uh,
1: I mean, it's pretty. My big. favorite, my favorite scene in that movie was uh, when uh, Adam Driver fought the Knights of Ren.
0: Oh, with like his little like shrug or whatever. We won't get too spoilery, but
1: yeah. Well, it was just like it. It was like a just that scene was a really good way to wrap up his character arc in my opinion
0: yeah no definitely there were and you know they didn't lead up to it very well but that scene was pretty cathartic um uh, i
1: want to talk about it but uh, <laughs> yeah we can know. talk it's about
0: good. it after the um i also really like the scene see i think you know what i'm talking about but when uh kylo ren and ray fight each other in an interesting way
1: interesting way oh yeah, yeah 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 i know what you're talking about they're really? on the ship but it's like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that i, I
0: thought was you. really really cool really well yeah shot. that was
1: cool um i was here for how that they, how they shot it was really cool too like how they transitioned it
0: yeah no 100 i was i was on board for it we'll go back to stuff that you've seen chris sorry about that <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh well speaking of stuff i've seen do you want to go into recommendations
0: yeah yeah it's a good idea um
2: we don't really uh I don't think Seabass was prepared with a mystery topic, were you?
1: Uh, No, I mean, I could make something up, like, off the bat, if you want me to. Well,
2: we're kind of at time, so. Okay.
0: Yeah, we we'll skipped see. over it last week, too, if you want to.
1: Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll opt to skip because my topic would have been garbage anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had tons of mystery topics this week. I'm I'm fine with
1: what we have. Yeah. yeah I was going to, like, talk about Lola Bunny or something. <laughs> I I'll think put it in the top.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll make one of these topics up as a... A mystery topic. We'll, we'll say the, uh, uh, all that stuff in the beginning was C-best mystery topic.
0: Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. Uh, <laughs> Chris, do you want to give your recommendation first?
2: Yeah. So I watched, um, actually I think it was last night. I watched rocket man, um, which Ooh. is an amazing movie. Um, it's on Hulu and I would definitely recommend it
0: rocket man is fucking great dude <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah i don't want to spoil too much about it but it just says it's a really good movie it it shows like a lot of like it just it, it really shows <laughs> sorry COVID, just got got a little COVID in my throat it shows elton john's character like in a it, it really it does a really good job of showing like all his emotions and stuff and of course it's the whole soundtrack is elton john's songs
0: yeah, and the covers are really like Taron Edgerton does a great job as playing Elton John and then singing Elton John songs.
2: Yeah, sometimes I had to like was like was that, was that ADR?
0: <laughs> yeah. The surreal moments in that movie are I think are my favorite. Like all the weird shit, like when he when he's when he's about to die, and he goes into the uh, the pool and there's a young version of yeah. himself playing the piano. And then when he's getting his stomach pumped, but all the doctors are like dancing and doing that whole thing. Yeah, a little spoiler. So good. But I-
2: yeah, the choreography in this movie—that was one thing I—I I wanted to bring up. Fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. This like movie even is super underrated.
2: Yeah, it's just all the scenes, and I don't know, just having like I don't know, something about having like a bunch of people dancing like the same in sync together is yeah, kind of wild to me.
1: And I loved how it like it it like all told a story, you know. And it's like this is what he like felt like. Like this whole musical number is like the feeling of that moment. That's a great way way. to put it. I
0: saw a review. Someone said it's not. It's not a biography. It's a memory, and I
1: was like, "That's exactly how." That's a good way. It's like it's
0: his. There's great scenes where, like, maybe his dad wasn't a piece of shit, but from his view, you see it that way. Like, it's how he felt, not what he, not what actually happened. And Mm -hmm. they, you know, with the surreal elements, like him flying on the keyboard it's like that's how i felt it's not what actually happened which i thought was such a neat way to do a yeah
2: 100 check it out on hulu check it out
0: bass. do you have a recommendation for this week
1: a recommendation Mm -hmm. uh man i don't have anything like to write home about uh i mean i don't know i could recommend an anime but what i can for sure recommend something for you not for you guys because you guys have already seen it, but it's for everybody listening. It's fucking man seeking woman, and Connor knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That shit is so fucking good. I rewatched it three times. I rewatched it again last week, and I keep telling people, like people I work with, people on the fucking street, the hobo, that I let them borrow my phone for two hours just to watch a couple episodes. <laughs> That's weird. That no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good and people are like and when people watch it they watch it brainless and they're like they're like oh i don't see what's like funny about it i'm like Dude, you gotta like you gotta absorb what they're like all the fucking metaphors they are like giving you and all the like visualization like you gotta like it's just i don't know it just hits home that whole series hits home with me
0: i it's it's a show you either love it or you hate it i think yeah I've shown it to people who've absolutely, like, exactly your thing. Like, I don't get it. This is stupid. But, like, if you if you get it, you love it.
1: You get it. It's yeah. awesome. It's, ah. Uh, and I, like, and it's just, when I try to explain it to them, they're just lost. And I'm like, how do you, whatever, man. Yeah,
0: I, I like it. Fuck <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: all right, yeah. I guess for mine, I, I wasn't really, I didn't have anything particular, but I've been watching a lot of um, an old YouTube channel that, i still love um i don't know if you guys have heard of it it's called zero punctuation and he reviews games um and that's pretty much it it's like it's like a stop motion thing where it's all cartoons but it's him just describing uh i mean he's pretty critical like i don't think he's liked a video game ever but it's always like the the nitpicky shit and he kind of gets into it a lot and uh he's just insanely clever. The guy who does the, the VO for it. So yeah, zero punctuation, check it out. If you haven't heard of it. Cool. All right. And I you think know. that brings us to a close here. Um, thanks so much for watching on our special St. Patrick's day. We didn't talk about anything St. <laughs> Patrick's day related, but <laughs> I did that accent at the beginning. You guys remember that? That was great. That's kind of, that's
2: kind of how I felt like, that's kind of how Irish or, uh, Say, battery day is celebrated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. bass, thank you for being on again. We really appreciate that as well. Um, if you guys like the video, like and subscribe, uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. It's going to be over here on the side. We have all the like, it's like at split screen med or something over here. Over here. Yep. Um, it's still this. Oh, way. did I do it the wrong way? <laughs> is it this way? yeah i don't know it's somewhere around here fuck it who cares (laughs) (laughs) no honestly thanks a lot guys for watching we really appreciate it and uh, we'll see you next time bye everybody Bye.